The following program is a presentation of the Radio Talking Book Service in Omaha, Nebraska. RTBS programming is intended solely for individuals who cannot read conventional print due to a disability. Ineligible listeners risk infringing on copyright law, and RTBS is not responsible for any violations that may occur. It's time now for this week's episode of Tech It Out, a program poised on the cutting edge of technology. Outlook Enrichment is pleased to sponsor this edition of Tech It Out here on Radio Talking Book. For more information about Outlook Enrichment, please call 531-365-5051 or visit www.outlooken.org. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Tech It Out. I'm Mickey Salzman, one of the adaptive tech trainers for Outlook Enrichment. And welcome to the March 2022 edition of this podcast. And I hope that you all are finding your year going by well. It seems to be going by very quickly. We at Outlook and Richmond have got a lot of things going on, a lot of events that we've got going on this year. So we're definitely excited about. And I'll be giving you the contact info at the end of this podcast. Uh, today, we're going to be doing something a little bit different. Um, we're still going to be talking about technology, but Instead of focusing on the smartphone, we're going to be focusing more on web browsers. And we're going to be focusing on, particularly on the Windows PC side of things and the kind of things that you might be looking for. And joining me on this podcast today is Paulette Monte, Executive Director for Outlook Enrichment. Those of you know that she was featured last year as one of our Community, uh, Community Matters podcasts. And so we're definitely excited that you were able to get to know her. So, Paulette, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Mickey. So when we start out and we're, we're talking about web browsers, let's kind of explain for our listeners who maybe don't know, uh, what particularly is a web browser? A web browser is the interface that your computer uses in order to access pages that have been placed on the World Wide Web. So it's really kind of the mechanism that we use in order to to get the information that we need on the browser. And if you're used to using a smartphone, you're probably all familiar with Safari. If you're using an Apple product or Google um, and accessing uh, the web through those But really, when it comes to using the PC, there's about three main browsers out there. If you're old school, you may still be using Internet Explorer, um, but Microsoft is no longer supporting Internet Explorer. Um, The three that we're going to be talking about today are Chrome, Microsoft Edge, and Firefox. And the question today really is, browsers, 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 which one is the best for me? So... We're going to be talking about some of the different accessibility features and how you might access those or why you might choose one of these browsers over another one. So when we look at browsers, how would you say that vision loss can impact someone's, um, how how a person may interface with a web browser? A lot of times when somebody is looking at interface. You know, you're looking at how does the how does a person's vision impact how they use the computer? So that could be um, if you're a low vision user, 
you know, are you accessing stuff and need it enlarged to, to get there? Or are you accessing it using a, a screen reading device? And a lot of the features that we're talking about today, they're going to focus more on the person who has low vision and who is not using JAWS or NVDA. These are built-in features to most of the browsers. Um, that are in the accessibility settings. So we're focusing on some of that built-in feature, not extra accessible technology that somebody might be using with it. And when we talk- um, it really does matter, you know, mm-hmm. um, depending if you're low vision or if you're a high partial or even some of the features address um, glare and contrast that we'll be talking about today. So are there noticeable differences in the Zoom magnification between each of the three browsers? What would you say is really what kind of stands each one out? This is kind of, you know, on on most of them, I'll tell you, when we look at them side by side, this is where Firefox fails. Um, Firefox um, is a free web browser that anyone can download. Um, It does not compare to Chrome and Microsoft Edge. When looking at Chrome and Microsoft Edge, you can easily zoom in on on a web page to make the print more readable. Both browsers allow you to increase the text size as high as 500%, where Firefox only goes up to 300%. Um, Both Chrome and Edge will allow you to increase your percentage by a 25% increments, you know, until you find what, and Mickey and I talk about this a lot when we're doing an assessment with somebody, you got to find that sweet spot where it's comfortable for you to read from a distance. So you're not having to hunch over your PC and having that neck and back strain associated with the hunching. You want to try to find that right kind of zoom magnification that makes it perfect for you. And as your eyes may change throughout the day, you may notice that you may have to increase or decrease the magnification throughout the day. Um, But it's kind of important to kind of get that feel and you can use specific percentages. If you know that reading something at 180% is a kind of a good range to to 200% might be that good range for you, then you can also man... um, mandatorily um, type it manually type it into that specific setting for that range or quickly access that zoom range. Firefox is a little different and it goes from 110% to 125% and 135% but the maximum again is only 300%. And so you can access these features using um, standard key combinations Um, The key combinations work actually on all three of the different devices. So you can either do this if you're a mouse user, you can press the control key, a CTRL key, and the scroll wheel on your mouse, move it up and down, increases the zoom. Or you can use the control key and the plus and minus keys either on the top row on the right-hand side of your keyboard or the plus and minus keys in the number pad to increase and decrease the magnification for the zoom. Um, Some things to be aware of, though, when you are using uh, zoom and magnification on your computer is it enlarges 
everything. So the web page you may find on some pages the way that they're designed because every web page is different, right, Mickey? Every Absolutely. Page is different. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is. <laughs> And they're all designed differently. So you may find on some pages you may have to use um, your mouse to move back and forth across the page or use your navigation keys to move back and forth of the page um, to see the whole page. And other pages, it'll magnify and increase it up, but it'll still be in that same viewable space. You know, and, and when we talk about eye strain too, um, that can be a real problem for folks who are low vision. What kind of really features... Can a guy use, and I know you've dealt with this a lot as far as dealing with the eye strain. And this is one thing I I wish we had seen um, kind of, I wish this is something Microsoft would have kept from older versions. In older versions of Microsoft, um, when you went into your color and display settings, um, you had inheritability features. So if I set my color and display settings to the kind of the pukey avocado green and with black text is kind of one of my preferred color schemes, um, it would inherit that feature from the, the display settings across Microsoft Word, Excel, and Internet Explorer. Um, and now they have taken that feature out and you're much more limited on what you can do for some of those high contrast, low glare um, kind of combinations that, that it has. But one of the real um, key features that's similar to the inheritability features is the high contrast mode. Um, and this is set up, you can turn it on and off through the display settings or the accessibility the accessibility tools within the Microsoft op- operating system. But if you really just want to turn it on and off quickly, you can press the left alt key, left shift key, and the print screen button. Um, and this will allow you to quickly turn on the high contrast key command. You'll hear a slight beep and you will be receive a prompt that will ask you if you want to enter the high contrast mode. And if you, um, for example, maybe halfway through the day, you're finding that your eye strain is increasing. You may want to move to that, um, that high contrast mode or you might need it for a specific page, then turn it off. So to turn it off, you just do the same key combination. Again, that's the left alt, left shift, and print screen buttons at the same time. And you will hear the tone again telling you that that um, feature has been turned off. Other types of things, um, when we talk about uh, high contrast features, um, there's... This is where um, kind of that color features, this is where Firefox really stood out. Um, Firefox does allow for those inheritability features. And so you can go into um, the Firefox settings um, to do that. You To the tools settings, you do your Alt plus T or click on the tools in the menu. And this will take you to the tools menu and then you want to look for the settings. So either scroll down or press S for settings, and that'll take you to the setting. Now, with the accessibility features for any of these, it's kind of a web-based interface. So it looks kind of like a web page, 
when at the top of each of the pages, there's um, a search engine box that allows you to type in what you're looking for in those settings. So if you type in font on any of these pages, it'll take you right to the font settings. So once you're in Firefox and you're doing the tools and the settings, you're looking for the font settings. And this will quickly take you to um, this will quickly take you to your color settings um, that are listed within the font. And this allows you to change your background color um, and your text sizing. So if you like um, a black background with yellow print or you like blue with white print, you know, some of those high contrast combinations, if you're using like a CCTV and, you know, you have a preferred color feature, this is where you can do it. We will say that um, this is something the color picker, you do have to use the mouse to access. So if you're setting this up for the first time or kind of exploring it, if you need a little extra assistance, you might need somebody there. Uh, we tried and tried to figure out a way to do this with the keyboard and it just was not going to work for us. Yeah, definitely. Definitely interesting, and then there's there's definitely challenges, you know, and, and other 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 you know people who want to change some of these other features. There's other places that they might look to you know to make sure that they can kind of adapt things the way that they need to. Yeah, and when you, when you're in that same uh, and in all three programs again in the tools menu and settings, um, you also have the options to change your text sizing. Mm -hmm. So. Um, a lot of web pages, they're designed with specific fonts and styles in mind. Um, and it may be hard to read, it, not only for vision, people who have vision loss, but if somebody has a cognitive or learning disability too, there can be some problems with certain font styles. So things that are serifed, for example, or, or italicized, you know, make it a little harder for people to read. So in all three of these, you have the option to go in and set different font styles. Um, some are more limited. Uh, so, for example, um, I think it was Microsoft Edge only had three options. But if you go to uh, Firefox, you may have all the same different features and options you would have in Microsoft Word. So if a comfortable font for you, and I'm going to to really say Ariel is one of the most clean-lined, Verdania, um, Helvetica, those are the three most crisp, clean-lined fonts that um, you, you'll you find in some of your, your standard options. And you may find that an Arial 16 or an Arial 22-point font is what works best for you and so you can change that. And Firefox really stood out with that. So if you have to do a lot of color or text and font options, Firefox may be the tool that you want to use. And if you're using it in a workplace setting, uh, we did an assessment not too long ago for a gentleman who worked for the UPS store. And a lot of the interface he did in the job was on a web-based UPS store site. Well, the UPS web store site had a lots of browns and tans on it. So he was experiencing some challenges with the contrast. So we 
played around with what was comfortable for him in Firefox to set change those settings, and it made it a lot easier for him to navigate. Um, Edge is also coming out with what they're calling their immersive reader, which is kind of a cool program. It will allow the user in Microsoft Edge to pick um, different color combinations, text things, but even in there, there was limited options, um, not as flexible as Firefox, and um, but it did have some features where you could also modify the line spacing in between lines and some other features that might benefit somebody um, with a wide variety of disabilities. Very interesting. And, you know, the other thing, Paula, that I found so interesting, there is speak options on a on – a, uh, you can have the ability to have these browsers read you information as well. So those people that aren't using a screen reader, let's talk a little bit about that because that was very interesting that we found with Edge. Right. So if you're somebody who's not using NVDA or JAWS, right. but you do find, you know, again, halfway through the day or maybe it's a really long article, like maybe uh, for work you're reading a professional journal or something and it's a really long web page or um, – Maybe you're even using, like, the Amazon. You're reading, like, the Kindle app on your computer for school. Um, one of the features that we found that is available in Edge is the Read Aloud feature. And the Read Aloud feature allows you to quickly turn on a short screen reader that just reads the text on the page. Nothing fancy. It still has some navigation options within it to move around and to pause. has features to increase and decrease the speed at which you're hearing the text. So if you're a long-time user or a new user, you can set it to a comfortable speech rate. But um, we found that we didn't like the voices all that much. Um, and Mickey and Doug... Uh, thought it was too computery. <laughs> yeah, definitely synthesis uh, synthesizer. Just you know, there's certain. Obviously, I can understand it, but it was very for someone who does not have a lot of experience using them voices. It can be very confusing. Now to turn that on and off, um, you to get into like some of those immersive reader or just the read aloud feature. It's the press the F nine key to turn it on and off. Right, Mickey. Mm-hmm, that's correct. Right, and in the re- the immersive reader, um, what Edge is working on, um, and it's not quite there yet, because when we tested it on a variety of pages, it didn't work. Um, the pages have to actually be specifically designed for the immersive reader feature, and we only found a handful of them on the Microsoft site that it would actually work on, and they were mostly the accessibility pages. But the immersive reader had a wide range of voices to pick from, um, and even ones that were um, had a, a distinct accent to it, but spoke English, but was a spe- specific, might have a French accent or a German mm-hmm. accent. Um, the guys found that they really liked the Australian uh, version. Yeah. Uh, I think that the comment I made when I walked in and they were playing around with it is I'm like, that's a really sexy kind of voice. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah. But, but so, you know, it'll be interesting to see where that 
technology goes, the downside is that right now is that the pages have to be specifically designed for it. So there's a limited number of pages. But if they can get it to the point where it has some of those inheritability functions that would carry over from page to page and allow the user within Edge to set font style, color contrast, line spacing, and the um, speech rate, you know, it could be a really robust tool for a wide variety of disabilities, for learning disabilities and um, things like dyslexia and other things, in addition to the, the folks who are needing the screen reading for vision loss. So it'll be really interesting to see where that goes. That's absolutely. And, and the way you navigate the pages is all kind of the same or the differences. Um. Most of them were pretty, pretty common, common similarities um, mm-hmm. with navigating the pages uh, where things like to print something, you're going to still use the standard control P or mm-hmm. to save things. It was usually the control S, you know, where we started to notice some major differences Um more so, not as much from Chrome to um, Edge, but more in Firefox was doing some of those more advanced kinds of functions, like going into uh, the history or going into setting saving favorites. Um, some of those kinds of things they were um, they were a little more uh, different key combinations that we found. And so some of those things were slightly different, but moving around up, down, or using your tab key to jump between links, some of those things um, were the same. Now, I want to pull Mickey in for this kind of feature because you can, if you are using a screen reader, but you still find that some of those color combination things might benefit you. All of these work just fine with, Zoom or with Zoom text or with using a uh, screen reading device, right, Mickey? Yeah, that's correct. And of course, you know, JAWS or NVDA or two, one of my most popular. Of course, don't forget about Windows Narrator too, actually Microsoft Screen Reader. So those three options are definitely available. So, but Narrator we did find was a little more limited in what you could do and what yes. it could read accurately. So, um, so keep that in mind. But if you, you want to use, for example, Firefox, you know, set some of the different color settings on it. And you can still use your JAWS with it to navigate or to, to move around. And I think that's the power of a lot of these tools is you can use them in combination with the features within it or with Microsoft products. Mm-hmm. So say... Um, you have your color settings, but you still might want to enter into the um, the negative, the reverse image, and the high contrast mode. Um, you can still use that when you need to, uh, and you may find that there's some web pages that you need to to do that on. Where some of the things that these features will not help with is. Say it is a website that um, I was looking at one yesterday that was just an absolutely horrible page combination. And it was what red print on a pink background. 
And when I tried to use some of these features, um, because of the way that the page was designed, it would not work because they were taking an image and putting it up on a web page. So the image, if it's text within an image, these features will not change it. So that's something to be aware of. While you, you may have experienced some of the display and contrast features on, a, on the change it, you may encounter pages that will still be set up so that those features won't inherit to it. So just be forewarned that it may not work on every single page you encounter. Right. You know, and, and um, so with that, Paulette, um, let's talk about our webinars that we have coming up. We, we, uh, we do webinars every month. This one, of course, is going to be on the browsers. Correct. Yeah, we um we will be doing a live Zoom event on March sixteenth at six o'clock, and this will be one of our Zoom Tech It Out sessions. And through the Zoom, we'll be able to pull up web pages um, in the browser and share our screen, so we can show you some of these different features and how to work, as well as how to access them, um, and uh, talking about how the different browsers compare. So we'll, we'll be spending a little bit of time on each of these browsers. Um, and I'll pull up some particularly wonderful pages because the enrichment team also does some uh, web accessibility testing when we're looking at specific sites. And so we'll be pulling up some of those sites that maybe we've had a hard time or ones that we know have um, a lot of color combinations, for example, that may make the site harder for somebody to read. And we'll show you how these pages uh, can look different in the different browsers based on some of these features. So you'll get a better comparison of how they work and we'll walk you through how to access the accessibility features within the different browsers. Um, so, so that's, that's coming up again. That's going to be on March 16th at 6 o'clock. It is a Zoom session. You can register for it on the Enrichment website, um, www.outlooken.org. Um, you can also call Mickey, Doug, or I, and we can put your name on the list to receive information about that. And also... Don't forget to, to check out our open labs. Every Friday from 2 to 4 p.m., we have open lab where you can actually come in here and you can play with this technology. You can play with the computer, play with the browsers. And uh, Paulette, myself, say, and, yeah. We should say all three of us are usually available. Yes, um, usually. Yes. And and don't forget, so you can you can definitely come in. And, and we do, we would appreciate if you could give us notice, that way I kind of, like Paulette says, that way we are all available. Um, but you can you can visit our website or you can call us at 531-365-5051. And we'll be more than, than happy to talk to you. Um, anything else we should add, Paulette, before we close? We have a lot of other really exciting events. Uh, on our webpage, and things are always changing. So um, if you're interested in some things we have coming up, our um, poetry and jewelry making classes, we have a lot of outdoor sports and rec kinds of things coming up. 
Um, just there's always a wide variety on the website, so feel free to look at that. Um, if you go to our website, um, outlooken.org, and then go to the events page, you can get a full listing of all the wonderful events and activities that we are um, we are providing to the community. Well, and with that, we hope you've enjoyed this podcast. It wraps up another podcast for today. And you enjoy the rest of your day. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Tech It Out, the program that dances on the cutting edge of technology. Brought to you by Outlook Enrichment. More information is available at www.outlooken.org or by calling 531-365-5051. The Radio Talking Book Network is brought to you with the cooperation of KIOS-FM in Omaha and statewide through the facilities of NET Radio and Television. We've been proudly serving our blind and visually impaired listeners for 47 years. Thank you for being a loyal Radio Talking Book listener and supporter.